Heads up, eyes open, the fist clenched. Yeah, yeah. This here be the chairman, Fred Hopkins Jr. Live and direct. See, now I need y'all to bear with me as I bear my soul and take you on the insides behind enemy lines about some state-sanctioned assassinations, mass incarcerations, and some other plans that these pigs done put into place in order, amongst other things, to control the world population. You see, now it ain't no coincidence. A lot of y'all cats don't even know about the infamous COINTEL Pro. Welcome back to another episode of the Nobody's Listening to This Movie Podcast. Podcast, I am Eric. And I'm Spencer. And today, we got a, another new boy. We got another little review here. Um, we got we got a lot more movies coming out already this year than yeah. than last year. So so maybe we'll be doing uh, you know these intermittent new release reviews more often. But we've got uh, Judas and the Black Messiah. Yes, new movie dropped on HBO Max mm-hmm. a couple weeks ago. I hope a lot of people. Have, I think a lot of people have gotten some you know a sense of where if they wanted to see it if they didn't want to see it and if they did they've seen it already it's easily accessible yeah um if you got the subscription to hbo max so if you're balling um, out doing, like we um, are yeah it's been doing some some pretty good numbers i think on on hbo max recently um it's been getting a lot of praise from critics and just movie going fans so i feel like it yeah. uh it has the feeling of kind of like a smaller movie but it seems to have gotten a lot of like uh, promotion and stuff. And I don't know if that's just like specifically like who I follow online, but it seems Mm -hmm. like I was seeing a lot about it most days to where like the, the first week or two of February, I kept thinking like, Oh, is that out yet? Cause I would see an ad for it every day. Right. Yeah. 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 Of course. Do you think that you're getting the sense that it feels like a smaller movie because it's straight to streaming or it, that could be that could be a big part of it for sure. Also, mm. one funny thing that <laughs> like we were joking about where I was just looking at the Wikipedia five minutes ago. Um, Classic. So there's these two dudes, Kenny and Keith Lucas, the Lucas bros. They are uh, comedians. They are brothers, stand up comics, uh, and they're twins. And they look exactly alike, like hard to tell apart impossible to the point where like they just share an identity they like wear matching clothes when you see like a photo of the two of them they don't they don't even know who's who they like share clothes and stuff (laughs) and uh anyway they um they posted about this movie maybe like a year ago and i was under the impression that they were directing um and then I was like, oh, you know, kind of like one of those, like, uh, you know, like a Jordan Peele move from comedy to, mm-hmm. to something uh, a little bit heavier, but for the cause or whatever. And um, so this whole time I've been thinking that this movie was like directed and like really headed by like these uh, just kind of like alt stand up comics. But um, <laughs> then I then I was watching an interview a few minutes ago way too long of a, a walk for this <laughs> but then i heard oh yeah directed by shaka king and i was like wait yeah. a second and then i like <laughs> and then i was like uh but then did you I, not see that when you watched when you watched the movie? no i wasn't paying attention to the credits i guess and then um but the, it, wow. the wikipedia says story by uh a few individuals as well as kenny and keith lucas so okay. i'm guessing they just had a hand in um mm-hmm. Not doesn't look like they wrote the screenplay. Yeah, though, not right? the screenplay, but the story. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So cool, cool. Maybe like an early stage of like you know what's the the general layout going to be here. Mm-hmm. What is what are the story points A, B, and C? Yeah, yeah. Kenny and Keith Lucas. Yeah. But so then I was like, oh, this it must just be like a small thing for their like first time directing or whatever. Mm, so I see. And I was literally in that mindset until like an hour ago when I found out it was directed by wow. Shaka King. Yeah, that's that's incredible. Uh huh. <laughs> but so thanks for asking. Professionals, man. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So we're gonna just be following the same uh-huh. uh, kind of template for our review episode we yeah. did uh, with Black Bear. So non-spoiler first, and then we'll give a spoiler warning and mm-hmm. get into it. Obviously, if you kind of know your history, then you know what happens in a sense. Yeah. Um, but of course, if you know what they don't in- want you to know. <laughs> 
<laughs> nice. Uh, this movie does have spoilers in the sense of how it, you know, kind of plays out in the film. Yeah. You're right. This is not a documentary uh-uh. or anything, so it's not, it's, it's, it's not based on, or it's not, you know, realistic in a sense of, it's, it's, uh, it has elements of realism. Yes. But it's not, you know, footage of what exactly happened. Very correct. Moment, yeah. So. You know, there's, yeah. I'm sure there's some liberties and some, some fun to be had. Um, right, right. What are your thoughts overall? So uh, I think this movie is fantastic. Yeah. Um, I give it, yeah, it, a lot of praise, I think, for acting. Uh, the writing uh, is great. Um, I Obviously, this is 1960s, so I know that you would like the style of it a lot. Uh-huh. Um, I, I, I would agree. Um, and one thing I was, like, constantly thinking watching the movie was, man, this would be really good in a black and white cut like i would love to oh, see this that'd movie be cool. in black and white that'd be cool yeah and, and not just like color corrected but if they did it properly uh-huh. and stuff i think it would be really cool hopefully one day you know if that you know if that ever hits their ears then um or if other people have this that kind of suggestion though i, w- I would love to see release like a list of movies that have black and white cuts like because mm. I, I i hear about like ones every once in a while or like I think the big one that comes to mind is Logan. That was like a big movie that got one. Right, right. The noir yeah. uh, cut of Logan. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. But um, Mad Max Fury Road did one too. Oh, that's very interesting. I haven't seen, I haven't seen that, but um, I do like the colors in that movie a lot. Right. So I, I was going to say, I, I feel, feel like when when I think of that movie, it's just colors. I haven't right, seen right. it. Very, very but... vibrant. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's cool. Uh-huh. And I know, um, like we mentioned it before, but Zack Snyder's Justice League—he's doing gotcha. a Justice in Gray cool, cool, cut cool, as cool. well. So he's doing his cut of the film, and then also a, so funny uh, grayscale cut, which is interesting. So, yeah, four-hour movie, but you, know, <laughs> you want to watch it twice, yeah, to watch that black and white cut, yeah. Um, anyway, back to this one. Um, yeah, I think um, this is an ace uh, of the year so far. Yeah, uh, 2021. Um, it's it's very intense in the right moments. Um, there are some, of course, you need to have some lighthearted moments in, in mm-hmm. a film that is so heavy. Um, but it, it's not even a typical historical biopic, too. It is so powerful in so yeah. many different ways. And it doesn't, you know, although there is somewhat, you know, preachy moments right. in the film, it doesn't preach the message to you. Yeah, you're right? just observing because it. Yeah, and this is, you know, this is, you got, you got to make this statement. This film is very one-sided mm-hmm. in perspective, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, I happen to uh, think that you, you know, to, to get an understanding of the entire picture, you'll need all different angles of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. But I still think even if this movie is, uh, you know, told from a very uh, specific perspective, it is still important to, to kind of learn about what's going on. And it's very educational in that sense, too, yeah. um, with this uh, the Black Panther movement as well. Um, but anyway, I guess we should say, you know, what this movie, what, what is the story of this movie? Sure. In, in simple terms. There's Fred Hampton, chairman of the Black Panther Party of, uh, is it Chicago? Yep. And um, uh, there is Bill forgetting his last name right now O'Neal. Uh, bill o'neill there we go fred hampton is played by daniel kaluuya and uh bill o'neill is played by lakeith stanfield both do an excellent job um absolutely and you know i'm actually i i've in the past i haven't been the biggest fan of kaluuya really um or maybe i just haven't seen him in the right performance sure. and this one was great for him i think mm-hmm. he was fantastic um but i've always liked lakeith stanfield yeah um, you and I last week were talking a little bit about Sorry to Bother You right. and how crazy that yeah. movie is. But he's he is solid. He's he's it's very, funny very uh, good in that film. Because like he is such a kooky dude. Like I, yeah. I follow him on Instagram <laughs> uh, and he just posts like the wackiest stuff. And like I just see him like engage with fans and like the weirdest kind of like trolly way there's like <laughs> there's like photos of him at some like red carpet thing where he just shaved half his head because he felt like he had to before he went nice. like and just does like <laughs> weird things like that he's just like a kooky dude mm-hmm. but like like he plays like very like straight characters you know what i mean 
Yeah, like yeah. It, it. What's what's really striking, I think, about his performance and or just acting skills in general. Yeah, he goes from you know it, you know Knives Out, right? He, he oh he's yeah, very, he's very clean cut. Uh-huh. You know, very an organized person yeah. or something like that, right? And then you see him in like uh, Uncut Gems, right? Where he's kind of all over the place and like more laid back of hey i'll get it to you yeah when I get it to you kind of thing don't worry about it don't uh-huh. worry about it he says that a lot in the movie that's funny um, i was just i was just thinking of like um uh atlanta he's in atlanta he's like a right? he's a yeah. very funny like kind of goofy character in that but also like just kind of played kind of like uh you know straight or whatever mm-hmm. what's the dead i need to do some catch-up on atlanta i i watched Dude. the first season i i haven't touched it since but i've always wanted to the go second back, season so. is also very good and yeah the nice, first season nice. worth the rewatch um and what else what else did i see him in before that or directly after anyway um yeah so let's see bill o'neill is uh an fbi informant um yeah uh, you know. Because he got caught for impersonating a police officer uh-huh. and also trying, you know, Grand Theft Auto. Yep. Uh, <laughs> whole whole slew of things. Yeah. So they're like, hey, work for us. Right. And then that'll just disappear. Uh huh. That's how they we get need you. To get close to Fred Hampton. Yeah. We need info on him, his Black Panther party. There is a lot of they are the enemy. Uh, what they stand for, everything is wrong. Mm-hmm. Right? He even says um, the the FBI agent, um, his name is escaping me. Uh, Roy Mitchell, right? There you go. Uh, played by Jesse Plemons. I knew that one. He he yeah. He's he was all like, you know, I'm all for equality, but you can't cheat your way to the top. One of those can't, guys. You can't cheat your way to uh, to equality. Uh, you can't shoot your way to the economy. Now, uh, now I don't have any problem with immigrants, but there's a right way to One do of those it. Guys. <laughs> yeah. Um, there's even the whole um, uh, Martin Sheen is in this movie too. He's he's incredible. I, it's it's hard to to be so upset at Martin Sheen because he's such a likable yeah, yeah, yeah. person. Uh huh. Um, but uh, he plays director uh, Hoover in this, um, and obviously very anti. Uh, black uh-huh. in this movie i think that's quite obvious but he you know labels them as communists right right because he's trying to get everybody against this that's black how you Panther do it party right call, if you don't like somebody 60s. call them a communist doesn't <laughs> matter <laughs> doesn't matter where you're coming from doesn't matter uh-huh. where they're coming from doesn't matter if it's right or wrong yeah it's just an insult it basically right? yeah <laughs> it's just a universal just like don't listen that's kind of what it was yeah you know what even today people yeah. just throw it you around. can use it and you, you can use it for every political party you can use it for anybody like whatever mm-hmm. uh, if you don't like them yeah they're communists commie yeah big yeah. time uh there but there was right. that j edgar hoover movie right called like j oh, edgar with with, D- with leo DiCaprio. yeah yeah, and I actually didn't really like that one that much. I, I think I liked it at the time. If I watched it once years ago. I remember just being really like, wow, he can play like such an old dude or he could play like kind of a young guy still at the time. Mm. And uh, But then I remember him being like a likable character. And wasn't he like bi or something? I think that's, there are allegations. I don't know uh-huh. how true they were. But huh. yeah. Leo's Leo's Hoover this one, so. yeah is bi. yeah yeah in 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 that um in that movie yes yeah. he is imagine being J. bi yeah. and racist it just seems weird it doesn't like go together <laughs> um uh, anyway so so for this this movie I think um overall like general thoughts again terrific acting performances there there's so much depth to it too because it's, yeah. it's like I said it's not just preaching the good word or the gospel of of equality or 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 in uh, bill's case trying to you know stay undercover there's so much you know deeper meaning to to each uh, character as they go um dominique fishback is is uh deborah in this movie Mm -hmm. had a relationship with fred hampton uh pregnant yep from him right baby um and and so there's that there's that element too of this kind of family melodrama of okay, yeah. you're committing your life to this cause, right. and I commend you for that, but what do we do if you die, uh-huh. and you say you want to die uh, for the yeah, people yeah, yeah. and everything? Like, So what are we supposed to do about that when you do die for the people? Great speech, you know? that one. That Incredible. Yeah. Great, great, great moment, I think. And it's so intimate, too, because in that scene, it's it's everything's really tight, and, yeah. and they're sharing a very intimate secret. He's opening her 
kind of journal and diary looking through it and uh-huh. stuff so yeah very very intimate um that I, great scene is that also the scene i i was just talking about this like the speech where he says like that he like, oh that wants too to yeah whatever, absolutely but, like mm-hmm, mm-hmm. to die for the cause but yeah are you talking about the one where like they're first hanging out and then she's like don't tell me you're shy He's like, well, well, there's, there's that. That one's pretty good too. But I mean, uh, later af- after that big speech he yeah, gave, yeah, yeah. right? They're they're kind of sitting in oh right, guess, right, right, bedroom area, yeah, yeah, right? yeah. And, and yeah, I'm like just kind of talking about what do we, you know, what do we do if you you do die? Or I don't know if they say those exact words. I don't remember exactly, but it's along that line of yeah, that just you're, what is a sacrifice? You're putting mean? yourself in danger yeah. type thing, mm-hmm. and we have a family kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it, it's it's tough too because it's the right cause for them, right? Equality yeah. uh-huh. pushing forward. Yeah, but at the same time, it's there's a big cost, right? Yeah, you, you got to remember that uh, as well. Big time. Yeah. All right, so I think. Um, do you have any more general thoughts or anything, or um, not get into spoilery? Not, not really. Yeah, I think uh, you know we said what it's about. We said it's. Uh, I I enjoy it generally. Um, mm-hmm. and you can pop into the last uh, the last five minutes of the episode where I say the things that I wish I said in the first half. Uh, of course, yeah. And uh, yeah, it, it happens. You know. You know Listen yeah. to this part, go watch it when you get home from work tonight, mm-hmm. and then listen to the rest mm-hmm. uh, the next day. And, you know, unlike Black Bear, I think this movie is a little bit more accessible to people, uh, or mm-hmm. more more people, I should say. Um, yeah, a little bit more traditional structure and stuff. Sure, yeah, yeah, of course, of course. It, it's it's very interesting, too, because you're, yeah. you're, you're thinking about Fred Hampton a lot, but then you're also thinking about, oh my gosh, they're going to... F- is, is bill gonna get yeah found yeah out that he's a yeah rat good or, you know and good kind of yeah. balance of stories and kind of a couple stories together you're right yeah intense yeah. very very intense um yeah and i like again if, if you don't like historical biopics you think they're just boring or you already know the event that happened so why would i watch yeah movie? right it's it's not like that i think there's enough emotion and depth in this um and just creativity too with with this historical uh story that you know, you'll, you'll still enjoy it. If For you sure. Don't like historical films. So yeah. Check it out again. HBO max. Um, I do believe it's going away at some point because usually these, you know, mm. premier cause it is playing in theaters as well, but these premieres that they're doing on, uh, HBO max, they don't last forever. I know wonder woman, that's got, cool. You know, they're taking off in oh, really? January, I think. Um, so it, damn, I started that after I, I watched five minutes of that. I, I wish I knew it was going away. But now I know. Yeah, yeah, is that yeah. the new? That's it'll the new system. Back. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For these premiere ones, it'll kind of gotcha. go away, and I'm sure it'll come back. Okay. Right, at some point. Okay. But yeah, so check it out when you have the time before it disappears. There we go. All right. Okay. So, spoiler talk now. Yeah. Here we go. On the Black Messiah. So, you know what? Uh, not even that it's directly a spoiler thing, but I'm sure it'll, <laughs> it'll lead us there. But when um. <laughs> so stupid already <laughs> something i could have just been talking about but uh you know hey, that's I how it's gonna you. i said it's, hey yeah but last it's minute things so it's like you know <laughs> we get a little bit of talk it's kind of general and now we just yeah. get more specific it doesn't have to necessarily be the sure. the last you know 15 minutes of the movie but mm-hmm. anyway uh lakeith stanfield did does such a good job with like like embodying this character or both of them yeah. both of them really do but yeah what i'm just thinking because <laughs> i'm trying to think of the very, very beginning of the movie and move move forward from there when sure. you see lakeith stanfield like sitting in that interview kind of thing yeah um i didn't even recognize him at first and you know eventually you're kind of like oh yeah it was fully lakeith stanfield the whole time but mm-hmm. um he, he actually that moment did remind me of him in Knives Out because he's wearing oh, kind of a nice yeah, 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 yeah. suit and being all proper right and, and yeah, subtle and reserved. And yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that was a cool thing where you know I, I guess I could have assumed if I was thinking that that was like a real interview setup kind of thing, mm-hmm. but I I think I was thinking of it as like an interrogation or something like uh, right right kind of. Tell us all you know, kind of a thing. right, exactly. <laughs> but then it's revealed yeah. at the at the end that that was um, a recreation of um, Bill O'Neill, real life Bill O'Neill's one mm-hmm. and only um, video interview about his whole uh, experience. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and when you see that footage, it's a identical. 
like yeah right like exactly. same exact angle background <laughs> uh-huh. like outfit uh-huh. everything Perfect. just like yeah the yeah. film look and stuff they like killed it with the mm-hmm. the that's not easy to dramatization kind of match yeah not at all thing, so yeah nice nice um let me link then let me link that interview yeah. to the actual like you were saying interrogation yeah. interviewish thing uh-huh. so the first he you know he he's going around and he's trying to ha- hijack these cars and pretend to be a cop right right that's his whole thing hands behind your back your car yeah. has been notified on a stolen car list i'm gonna have to confiscate it uh-huh. right they kind of figure it out that he's not so he get, gets chased down end up getting uh get gets uh picked up by a cop uh uh, and Roy Mitchell, right? And he yep. interviews him. Is like, why are you a cop, man? Like, why are you, why are you trying to impersonate me to to jack a car? Why aren't you mm-hmm. dressing like a uh, regular carjacker? And he's like, yeah. dude, people they realize, especially in our community, a badge is scarier than a gun, uh-huh. right? Because you gotta, he says, you got a whole damn army behind you, right? That is, that is such an important, you know, important message to to just think about for a second yeah you could you can sit with that for for a a minute for sure the badge is there to protect the community Mm -hmm. but instead instills fear more than anything else more than a gun totally right spooky yeah great great line there yeah definitely makes you you think and just ponder over what what the hell is going on like obviously there's there are real world applications to today right right uh, we we've been seeing what's been going on over the past year, or and very explicitly in the past year, uh-huh. but for decades, right? right? Obviously, yeah. with this situation. So great opening, I think, um, for this film combined with that that footage you were talking about earlier, right? Um, very very cool, and obviously sets up his character for for this interesting, uh, you know, uh, inside job kind of a uh-huh. kind of thing going on. So very very cool. Um, yeah, I think that, that part's really cool. And I, even just like, um, I think at that point too, they kind of start, uh, or that's when I noticed the score is very cool in this. Yeah. It's like kind of like jazzy and kind of like, I find, I think when I was watching this is when I was like, you know, if there is drums in score, I love it. I am stoked. I think that really like that one in Knives Out that I always talk about where <laughs> yeah. it's like do 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 it's like kind of yeah, very jazzy yeah, yeah. kind of like jazzy but like with like just like drums and like mm-hmm. not like just mm-hmm. like cymbals swelling or sure yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. or like a very dramatic like war drum just kind of like mm-hmm. regular drum set music yeah that uh, is very cool to me. I think um, you're absolutely right about that. And I, another thing I noticed about the score, which sure this could have been in the uh, uh-huh. <laughs> the non spoiler section, but it's you know. just this is just the good. This is the good good. We're, this where this yeah. is uninhibited. It's kind of reserved in the first half. They they get the real sure. us back here. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's more of a should you watch this kind of portion. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, I said yes. But anyway, so for this score, I think um, you're spot on with the drum stuff and. Just super groovy and jazzy, uh-huh. but also it gets really dramatic yep. at the perfect moments. Mm-hmm. Later on, in like in the beginning of the film, we we hear this kind of strange, stressful mm. soundtrack, the score, um, when he's kind of walking into that that bar area, and then we hear it again later on when he gets handed his fake uh, police uh, yes. badge. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when the other guy kind of drives uh-huh. away and hands it to him. Because he's like, let me see your badge. And he shows it. And yeah, it's Lil his. Rel. So yeah. this is the second movie. Oh, wait. This is the three of them. Danny Kaluuya and Lakeith. I just connected. They were both in Get Out. And okay. uh, right, Lil right. Rel, who plays the pimp. Uh, or I, I saw him as a pimp because it's like I don't, fur uh, coat or whatever. <laughs> with the dude who hands well, him sound, the badge. Yeah. But uh, it sounds like he was trying to pick up that prostitute. Um, yeah but then struck out (laughs) the jacket wasn't working for him uh but he because so he was also in get out so how about that yeah yeah yeah. there you go cool yeah a little triangle there yeah nice um all right so talked about some score stuff there yeah uh okay i think i think it's time to discuss this overall 
reveal yeah. of of Roy Mitchell. Okay. Because we, we see him at first, right? He he seems to have an attitude uh-huh. of, hey, we're just trying to protect the community right. here. Do this do this favor. We're just trying to get some inside information so mm-hmm. we, we can build a build a community that's, right. that's safe or whatever. We're all just doing but our then, job kind of thing. Exactly. Like, all just doing our job. But then it seems as each step forward, yeah, he gets a little bit darker, uh-huh. right? And a, a layer is peeled back to show some of that, you know, inner racism in him. It's like um, I think he just doesn't have any integrity. Like he's just like absolutely very he, like excellent point. Because yeah. I do believe in the beginning that mm-hmm. he thinks of himself as a good person, or maybe that mm-hmm. he's not like you know overtly racist or whatever and even there are conversations in private where you can tell he's apprehensive like when uh what is it martin sheen's character right when he's like oh what if your what if your daughter brought one of them home or whatever well he he says what are you going to do when yeah when she brings right 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 and then he's like and he seems like so put off but yeah. like great acting, great yeah. performance in that that scene too. Very He's good. So uncomfortable. Yeah, you can you can see it in his eyes. But then it also is like and... he has no problem like sending like whatever like the yeah, the yeah, FBI yeah. So, assassins like right. To, to, so to that point, right? Yeah. I, I mentioned earlier he he seems okay, and then he gives up that whole idea of hey you can't shoot your way to the top, you can't shoot. Yeah, but then right, he right, also right. says he tries to equate what the KKK did to these yeah. people to the black Panther movement pushing for equality. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's, Oh man. It, it's, it sucks. Cause you, you just that, know, you, like that's such a real dude. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it is a real dude. Yeah. <laughs> You're absolutely right. Yeah. <laughs> Very much is. But like yeah. that, like he's not the only guy that, that yes. has that opinion yes. or whatever too, though. Uh-huh. Like people really, uh-huh. people really to this day too, are like, believe that that's like, you know, it's normal. Yeah, it's just like why isn't everyone like this? Yeah, and it's, which is a point um, I kind of want to bring up, uh, or I'll connect it to a little bit later. I think is really important. Um, but but I think look, he he seems to be wanting to go forward with trying to take down Fred Hampton. Right, mm-hmm. it's his job. He even shows up to that rally when when Fred is you know released from prison and he goes to that first big one. Right, um, and he's there. Just watching over his inside boy, uh-huh. uh, Bill, right? And he's the whole, like, he met with him later. And he's like, you seem to really, like, believe. Yeah. It didn't seem like you were putting on an act. Uh-huh. Like, you seem to really believe in what he was saying. He's like, hey, man, I'm just trying to do my job. But you can tell that Fred was winning him over. Right? For sure. Comrade Bill, mm-hmm. right? Of course. Um, but I, and then he he has that moment uh, with, with director Hoover where you can see he's so uncomfortable. Yeah. And maybe he really doesn't have a problem with uh-huh. uh, with his daughter bringing home a black man. Right. right? But he seems so compelled. And uh-huh. like you said, no integrity at all. Yeah. Because later he's like, draw me up a plate. Draw me up yeah, uh, yeah, a blueprint yeah. of his place. We're going to go in and kill him. Uh-huh. Totally. Yeah. And, and, and they do. Right. Yeah. And I think, is he, is he present there? I thought I saw him I didn't uh, for notice. a second, but, but maybe, maybe not. Maybe it was just another white cop or something yeah. but um <laughs> probably <laughs> but anyway um yeah so it's 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 so confusing with his character uh-huh. um I, I think you can tell where his his heart is at maybe uh-huh. um but you're right he has no integrity he's only yeah. there for his position he won't stand up for what's right and i think that's what makes him really evil in the end because yeah he has no justice very even though he works for the fbi i guess know? again you know True story, but also like you know, who knows the exact conversations or whatever. But great writing there and yeah, and yeah. acting to where you, mm-hmm. you know, to where you're kind of like, oh, what what is he really like? And he does seem conflicted, but you know, ultimately, uh, you know, writing writing a good bad guy character or whatever, good um, yeah, it's really tough because so he he's I guess he's kind of portrayed as one of the antagonists. Antagonist um, is the word I was just pausing thanks. there for. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, I remember it back in school too. Uh, one of my teachers was like, "For a story, there's one protagonist, one antagonist." I'm like, "That's not true." Yeah, because there are so many. <laughs> so there's so many others, right? Uh huh. Um, I wouldn't even say he's the main protagonist because yeah. I think that has a lot to do with Bill and his his integrity, his uh-huh. honor, his you know code of ethics. Of, yeah, yeah. What do I do here? 
um he does fail in the end uh-huh. uh he does he ends up writing uh drawing up that blueprint mm-hmm. and ultimately killing fred right this yeah. this is the story of his betrayal right he and a lot Judas. of other people yeah yeah and a lot of other people of course yeah robbing uh deborah's you know kid for, crazy from a, from a father right um but yeah, yeah so anyway i think uh roy mitchell he is an antagonist uh-huh he has issues with himself but i think bill is the villain in his own story here uh-huh. because he's really focused on what what am i doing i i, I am starting to believe this man and believe what we're, because he's seeing it with his own eyes mm-hmm. he's seeing the injustice out there and so he wants to kind of repudiate that in a way and what's a better way than being comrade bill right and it's like he also he seems just sort of like a lost dude where Mm -hmm. uh like he says at one point too he's like like i didn't have a i didn't have a role model like we didn't really have many role models so like my role model was uh was an fbi agent or whatever and he was like so you know just a lost soul and here's somebody mm-hmm. offering some sort of purpose or guidance or money or whatever, or uh, yeah. a get out of jail free card kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And um, so he just follows this, this dude through, you know, where he wants to be, where he wants to take him. And, but then through this finds somebody who he actually aligns with and like a real purpose yeah. with, with the black Panther party. And um, you know, that's uh that's just a bummer that he got there like in the wrong circumstances yeah absolutely i think um it does speak a lot to you know these these offers that cops give or in this situation right gave to to bill yeah of hey do this for me you don't gotta worry about your jail time right i think that speaks a lot about the situations that a lot of black americans are in Mm -hmm. right of they feel so trapped or impoverished that they just they need to take this deal to get out of something because they, they you know they can't go to prison or right or yeah they, they can't pay off this fine or something and right? then it's, the cops are like banking on that too it's yes just like, exactly and they know, yeah and they know that like, they know that yeah, yeah which is gross so so upsetting um uh-huh. to to kind of see um but i think you know uh bill as the judas character he he seems to not really be in favor of the movement sometimes i think there are moments even when he starts to start you know starting to believe that he has some second guesses Uh um but then i think he really feels that passion for it and you know later on in the beginning you know uh roy mitchell asked him if he was upset when dr king died and oh how about malcolm x and he seemed to not really know or care that much right oh yeah sure i mean we're all everyone's kind of upset about Uh it and stuff but he he wasn't and i think you know that was obviously a question to ask him yeah right to to get okay maybe he doesn't care that much he can be our our inside man right? yeah yeah that's so, interesting just sort of yeah mm-hmm. and and we actually find out there's another black uh informant too uh, right later on right uh-huh. and and so that again speaks to the whole idea of and that guy's just like these guys yeah and that other dude is just such like a rogue just like oh yeah, oh yeah. it's like and that's that's a, a good point too where so this this other dude like just kills a random dude and labels him a rat to like mm. not mm. be labeled the rat <laughs> himself yeah. and then but really actually killed somebody and the FBI knew about this or condoned it or accepted it afterward. And then uh, the Roy character seems to be really put off by that at first. Yeah. Like, yeah. and uh-huh. like, that's like he. Because it's murder. Right. It is. <laughs> and that's like the tears of his like loss of integrity is like at one point, yeah. this is really not okay. And then at another point, it's just like, oh, whatever, whatever gets the job done kind of thing. Yeah, man, that's that's pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, wild, wild. Um, I think there are some messages of of unification here for the bigger cause too. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, we see them the Panthers kind of team up with uh, Latinos and and Southerners mm. too. Man, that scene with the Confederate flag. And yeah, the yeah, like, yeah. He, they want to throw us out. They better throw us all out. And, yeah, and the whole like, hey, I wasn't a slave owner. Right, and then and then um. When when one of of uh, Fred's you know guys I forget his the character's name but 
uh, he was, you know, saying, hey, you know what? But that that all comes down to now, like its ancestors uh-huh. and like the whole ideas and stuff. And Fred's like, hey, 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 yeah, take a step back. Now. Mm-hmm. He didn't do anything personally right. to you, right? Um, because he he knows that you know what, we might not see eye to eye on everything right now, uh-huh. but you know what we do see eye to eye on uh, the pigs is what they call the yeah. police, right? Um, coming over here in this neighborhood, just like mine, uh-huh. and destroying it, right? right? Even having some fear into these people who are all white in the room, uh-huh. right? And then later we see them kind of uh, unify. And then it, it, that speech after he gets out of prison, there are people of all colors there, mm-hmm. right? Um, that's why Roy Mitchell was there kind of with a weird, stupid beanie on his head. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> kind of blending in and uh-huh. be like, hey, I'm, bad, I'm here to support. Bad disguise. Horrible, man. Come on. Um, um, at least wear it properly. Yeah. I think that it looked really weird. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah. It's... the head, I guess. <laughs> and then also this idea of having heavy firearms. Like, this is a militant effort. Yeah. Right? Because they feel so compelled to right. do so. Uh-huh. It's, it's a must. It's necessary to do that. It's, yeah. It's, uh, they have armies, basically. And they're really... It's... It's totally the kind of thing where, like, it proves to be that, you know, maybe they do need that that much protection where they're just getting mm-hmm. mowed down by the FBI in their own home. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, it's funny that you say that the idea of unity where even, like, uh, when I was watching uh, an interview earlier with, with Daniel Kaluuya and he's talking about – and I remember seeing, like, when – I maybe I could be mixing things up like I usually do, but like um, <laughs> there's I remember around the time that Get Out came out that like I think Samuel L. Jackson said something like negative about Daniel Kaluuya playing uh, somebody who's like really supposed to be representing the African American ex- experience mm-hmm. when he's not African American, he's a black man from London or from the UK, right? Right, and like. And then I, whether it was Samuel L. Jackson or not, like then a lot of people are like, well, you know, like, you know, we have to maybe, maybe <laughs> it was him that was like, you know, there's, there's these struggles all around, but Danny Kalu was talking about that and how like, uh, when, when people bring that stuff up with him, which seems like, I'm sure that's just going to keep happening his whole career. Cause it happened with get mm. out, happened with this. Um, mm. but, uh, that he's like, well, at that point I just listen because like, if, you know, the African-American ex- experience is just like being like misrepresented and unheard and mm-hmm. everything like that. Like, I'm not just going to be another person who like tries to belittle their issue and like right, convince right. them that it's OK. Like, I'm just going to be like, you know what? Yeah, that sucks. Like, you know, if you don't if you don't like me playing this character or whatever, like, here's why I did it. Can we find common ground here? If mm-hmm. not, you know, cool my bad and uh like kind of just speaks to the way that the character is in the movie and stuff where it's just like you know that yeah maybe we disagree but let's just try to try to hash this out and try to find some common ground because otherwise it's just uh more fragmented and more easily controlled by the man that's a good point yeah i think um I think there's a little bit about that too in in this film specifically with like black power groups kind of fighting each other. Mm-hmm. You know, there's this because obviously they have a common enemy, yeah. but they still they see you know different ways. Kind of like you know Malcolm X and Martin Luther King right. had different approaches to this whole thing. I think definitely Fred Hampton feels more about that. You know, this peaceful and 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 like I said, unity and, and uh-huh. joining together just to make a big statement right and right to keep pushing against this this society who has been just you know horrible to them and to a lot of people um and you know i think this is tough because there have been a lot of discussions in the real world about um you know black representation mm-hmm. um what you were just uh, talking about made me think again about um of tiger woods when he, mm. he first started to get big in golf mm-hmm. right and right now he's considered one of the best to ever play uh, the sport mm-hmm. and he, he was really really young at the time winning some majors and he described himself as Cablanasian I, I don't know if exactly if I'm pronouncing okay. that right but because he's he's Caucasian uh, he's Asian and he's black right I don't think I knew that yeah and there's this huge controversy in the black community uh-huh. right 
because they're going no matter what because the color of your skin you are black yeah yeah yeah. like people will label you as black uh-huh so they actually took some offense right to that. now i'm not saying everybody did but there, you know some loud uh-huh. voices out there saying that they For were sure. you know felt a little offended by him describing that because it sounded like he doesn't want to be black that's like the he's pushing against that because he knows the struggle right right? and he doesn't want to be labeled as that and obviously he's playing a very white dominant sport Uh you know a sport that has been called privilege which is completely understandable it's a very rich and higher class sport i guess right i mean to get you know the best clubs or whatever Uh um and to play at 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 golf clubs just to show up really yeah yeah And, and you know a lot of these clubs didn't even allow black uh, people to to play which is ridiculous insane so yeah so so i like that you kind of brought up that point of maybe one person doesn't represent all of a community Uh right and that's understandable but there are you know specific things you have to kind of pull because each person has different experiences for him he wasn't for for his explanation anyway for tiger woods he wasn't you know trying to denounce being black Mm -hmm. That's always going to be a part of him. Just trying to represent that. who, who he yeah. Really is. Yeah, and he was a young kid, and he's saying, "Look, this is what I mixed up in, mm-hmm. right? I have this, I have this, I have this." I would say yeah. the same thing for myself. I right. never say I'm one ethnicity because uh-huh. I have multiple. Right. Um, and and it's 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 tough because, um, y- you, as a big figure, and I think Kaluuya is uh, Danny Kaluuya is starting to become this bigger figure in uh, black entertainment, mm-hmm. um, and and just in Hollywood in general. Uh, he might have some, you know, make some enemies in even in his own community just because maybe he's not portraying things that other people would like him to do, right. or it's not the way that they see it, or, or you know, it, everyone has their, like I said, everyone has their different experiences, so they feel the need to do a certain role or behave a certain way, mm-hmm. um, and you know what, that might not represent everybody, and that's you know that's fine i I think it's it's a very important conversation to have like you were just talking about Mm -hmm. very very interesting to think about too um but i think you know we should still all be respectful of what this person kind of wants to do you know as long as it's appropriate right legal or whatever Uh um just to throw that out there but great great point that I, i think you um you nailed it there and i think it really connects to the the some of the themes of this movie yeah big time so yeah i I, I like him. He says cool stuff. Um, but <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what else? I feel like I was just going to. Oh, oh, I was going to say with the Tiger Woods stuff, it's like uh, mm-hmm. there's that whole thing about Michael Jordan saying like Republicans buy shoes too or something like that. Okay, when right, like right, right, yeah. people like really wanted him to like back a uh, like a black mayoral candidate or something like in his hometown or something like that and then he wouldn't he wouldn't like uh what's it called endorse him mm-hmm. but he donated money to the campaign which was his like you know that's i mean that's something it's not publicly endorsing but right it's endorsing it's helping you know? <laughs> out uh and yeah. then like some super like old school racist dude uh won instead which was kind of mm. like what was going to happen kind of thing. And then when, when he was like uh, justifying this, he was like, well, Republicans buy shoes too. So he didn't want to like box <laughs> out like half of his. Right, uh, I see. Yeah. 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 But mm-hmm. um, yeah. That's another ethical code that you guess, you know, uh-huh. integrity or something. Right. You just got to think about too. Yeah. Totally. Life, no matter who you are. Yeah. Right? Big time. Yeah. Um, okay, so you, you were kind of talking and alluding to this. Uh, when we can talk about it now, mm-hmm. but this whole openly racist thing. Wait, mm-hmm. isn't this how we all are? Attitude, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Um, so when they, right right before the police invade Black Panther headquarters um, and they have a, like a little shootout, mm-hmm. um, this is different from the, when, when they go Right, the house. one in the middle. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. Um, the cop, right? He's just out there mm-hmm. saying, crazy racist stuff stuff that yeah, i don't yeah. even want to repeat uh-huh. right it's in the movie so you yeah know, if you watch it you you kind of know what it is um but he has this whole attitude like we were saying about like this is just how it is right like this is society this isn't you know weird or different uh-huh. i'm not the one that's wrong yeah, yeah i'm yeah. not the one that's different you are right um right and um there is this clip uh kind of going around uh a few weeks ago uh, when it looked like it was at a PTA meeting 
and this dad or something he he was getting up and he he was you know saying you know my my ki kids are struggling and and they they come home crying because of the stuff that goes on at this school and this guy is just like why didn't you just stay in Mexico right <laughs> and everybody was like what the hell and uh -huh. he puts up his arms and yeah. i think a lot of people kind of realize what i'm talking about because it was a, you know this this clip has been going around a lot uh -huh. it's been seen many times he puts his arms up like what <laughs> like what's the problem like i thought you and me are on the same page yeah, just we're all on the, the same thing. page here what's going on yeah. that is a problem that's insane that we still have today yeah and this was back in the 1960s uh-huh yeah it's not funny but interesting where like you know i think jenner like i don't know i guess in like school you learn like okay like the civil rights movement happened in the 60s and then it was mm -hmm. chill after that or like you know for the most part pretty mm -hmm. good and then mm -hmm. like that's what you learn right? yeah but and you know just i guess not like firsthand experiencing racism right. as a kid you're kind of also just like okay yeah that's like it yeah. doesn't happen like maybe some people are like a little bit prejudiced or like well some people you know, still think it's like dude slavery's over there's no racism yeah exactly like, what and are then you talking about i just remember like maybe maybe close to 10 years ago now like seeing videos like you know just like viral kind of more like not like youtube stuff but like like a facebook just kind of like scroll past it and oh it's somebody took a video of this racist lady in a parking lot and it's like whoa crazy how racist that lady is in that parking lot and then like fast forward another five years to five years ago and then you're like oh that's half the country is yeah. that racist <laughs> you're like yeah even uh -oh. even even in the world too i'm mean, yeah. about half of the world but sure abroad yeah you know, everybody's it, it is a their, major problem yeah. here in the united states uh -huh. but yeah um and I think that that kind of is a good transition to this this next point I want to talk about is uh, I think it was the character Jake, right? Mm -hmm. He gets upset when his buddy gets basically killed by yeah. the police uh, after getting dragged out of the hospital, right? So he goes to talk to the guy, like his janitor he saw at the hospital that he knows. He's like, hey, can you tell me anything that happened? Mm -hmm. He's like, dude, I can't do that because I'm going to lose my job. Keeps begging for him. Then it's revealed that that Jake has a gun because that's just something you do. You just carry a gun yep. because you don't feel safe and you feel like you have to defend yourself. So this guy who's gender, who is black, mm -hmm. ends up calling the police on him, right? And there's this massive hunt for for Jake. Um, he ends up having to kind of stealth it out and and figure out what he's doing. There's already shots fired yeah. back and forth, right? So big trouble, whatever. Um, they're gonna kill him. That's that's just their attitude already, you know. They yeah, see a pretty, gun, it's time to shoot. It's and, a, yeah. I thought that that the way that scene goes is cool, where it's kind of like cut between stuff, like it kind of goes back yeah. and forth, right? Uh -huh. But um, yeah, I even just watching it, I'm kind of just like, they're just like, you know, I guess if there's like already a shootout, like police are gonna try to track down whoever's involved but yeah it's i mean also look, it, just it's understandable like, if you see a gun to be freaked out yeah. and maybe th you know you feel that your life is in danger uh -huh. of course right but it's also but just if he's like, going away too, yeah yeah exactly then why do you have to chase him down yeah and he it's wasn't just a like threat. he didn't shoot anybody yeah. he wasn't pointing a gun at anyone uh -huh. you know yeah but they hear black man gun uh-huh they, they, they go running yeah um but but what's really what's really uh i think uh important in that scene is when he realizes look it's over uh-huh um, and I'm what I'm gonna do here is I'm gonna hold out for for one guy I guess so this cop comes down looking for him um, he's uh, Jake is kind of you know stealthy in there because a lot of shadows great great lighting this uh, cool this yeah. scene um, and so he kind of like Batman esque except yeah with a gun. I was picturing like Dark Knight yeah right yeah I think I know exactly what scene uh -huh. you're talking about um, referencing so so he ends up shooting the cop because he sees him right and then he walks over him. Mm -hmm cops begging right he's like please please don't don't do it and mm -hmm. then he shoots him in the face yep in that scene he wants to see the cop beg totally right? or the pig i should say right uh-huh see him beg and look into his face shoot him in the head right he wants to see all that because he's been having to suffer for so long um so he you know it is it is horrific to to kind right. of to, to see the scene and everything in the blood splatter all over the place and, and stuff and but yeah it's, look, that's funny that it's not like hesitation like he's not sure if he's like he's no, just yeah, sort of like yeah. okay this is i'm it. gonna I'm, wait this long 
this mm-hmm. is the look I'm looking for. And okay, yeah. here we Let go. Let me see the fear in your eyes. Yeah. Like you've seen in, in mine and, and other people that I know uh-huh. for so many, you know, for all this time, right? Yeah. It, it is, um, it is, it is, it is difficult. Um, okay. So one thing I do want to kind of end with here, because, mm-hmm. you know, our endings usually go for 10 minutes. Or yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking at the time. Um, I'm like, we could, we could make this under an hour today. We'll see what happens. <laughs> I think that's, if you don't know, uh, everyone listening, but our goal is, you know, we try to keep it an hour ish, uh-huh. uh, but we usually end up just going over cause we talk yeah. about other stuff or we go on little tangents or we just have a lot to say. Yeah. And I think this is the case here. Um, but this whole idea of prison makes people a celebrity, mm. right? Hoover says that. Martin Sheen, mm-hmm. director Hoover. Uh, so he says that, which is interesting because he already did go to prison and he was like, I want him off the street. So yeah. I don't. Yeah, it's tough because but but in that in that um, case, the the um, the party kind of went down yeah. without Fred. Right. Uh-huh. Um, and then there's that shootout and then they burned the place down, which is I mean, what was that about? You know, it's. Yeah, it's horrible. Yeah. Um, but the community came together. They rebuilt it, which is Big great time. and everything. Um, but this 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 idea of prison makes people a celebrity. You throw him in jail. He becomes an idol, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that was the selling point of, hey, we're going to go and kill him now. Like, yeah, he, yeah, I yeah. think he, that was the moment in the telling uh, Roy Mitchell, right? This this is it. This is the end game mm-hmm. for, for, for Fred Hampton here. Um, so... I guess it didn't really make him celebrity the first time, but I think because he was going back and lost his appeal or whatever, it was, it was, and, and the party was really starting to get going, like mm-hmm. even even stronger there. A lot of unity, like I said. Um, but the plan kind of backfired, I think, because yeah. um, instead of killing off all the essence of Fred Hampton, it made him more than a celebrity. It was bigger. Yeah, right, martyrdom. Than him. just throwing him in prail. Yeah, it was... It was a he was a hero, mm-hmm. right? He was the symbol of of uh, you know standing up for injustice, um, and and there is a clear example of it right there. Injustice. He was shot. First of all, he was kind of poisoned to, to fall asleep yeah, and not wake up, and then he was just shot. Yeah, and you know they could have killed him off any other way, but they walked in and, and they shot him in the face. And yeah, like, like what three or four times uh-huh. um, with with Deborah standing right there. Yeah, you know. And I'm, I'm, um, you know, it's it's good to see that she wasn't, you know, immediately harmed right at that, you know, moment get get shot or anything. Yeah, right. That would have been really crazy. Um, but so so their plan kind of backfired there, which is, you know, it's it's a very sad ending. But I guess that's an uplifting message, yeah, in, in a sense. Um, I like, but how then it gets. It's, oh, yeah, go ahead. Go it's ahead. like it feels like it's kind of a slow burn of a film i think there's moments mm-hmm. of like kind of highs and excitement throughout but it's kind of like low energy a lot of like dialogue mm-hmm. based but like the last like 15 minutes is really kind of like jam-packed with like yeah. a lot of like emotional stuff and action and kind of like it's just kind of it's crescendos you know mm-hmm. it's uh I, I like how i like the way it ended yeah, yeah, yeah. It's. I think it's. Um. Like I said, it was a very, very powerful ending. Mm-hmm. It's also very necessary too to get people yes. thinking. Obviously, you get a little history lesson at the end too with, with the text. I liked um, that. Talking, that was good. Yeah, talking about uh, what what kind of goes on after you know Fred Hampton passes away, and then uh, stuff with Deborah, and then the stuff with Bill mm-hmm. uh, after that interview film yeah. aired right and he committed suicide that Insane. day or something yeah it yeah, said later is... later the day mlk day when it uh yeah yeah when it aired yeah, yeah and then he committed suicide that, that's not that which is so it's upsetting he but, must have you just know, been so bummed like and you could yeah, tell like yeah obviously it's a major difficult. betrayal right yeah. and he know he felt that he had to live with that because it does say that um well at the end of the film or towards the end mitch was like hey I bought you this place. Uh-huh. You can. You're a business owner now. You're yeah. out. You're done. Uh huh. And it's really awkward for them because he yeah. knows that he went in and he basically he killed him. Yeah. Or I should say, Bill killed Fred. Right. You know, um, indirectly, and it's it's like it is that what now kind of step and and you know face and, and everything, uh-huh. um, but it's later revealed that he was still a member of the Black Panther Party mm-hmm. and still an FBI informant for many many years. Yeah, so yeah. I'm I'm really <laughs> interested say, to see that so kind of cool dynamic. So cool that he stuck with yeah. the Black Panthers. 
also just an informant the whole time still yeah yeah wild i think kind uh, of it's kind of nuts yeah um, so mm-hmm. but a lot of guilt though yeah that built up over the years i do so. like you said the the little history lesson part i don't know i didn't know anything about this story beforehand which is mm-hmm. you know like i made a joke about earlier but like it's really like the stuff that you just don't learn in school and like yeah i feel like even like a lot of black panther stuff you don't know about where mm-hmm. like they did they were like really great for their communities with like you know feeding kids or whatever yeah doing, that's a like, big thing medical about clinic kind of too. stuff yeah. and like yeah. for the people right? yeah yeah and then like even i i think i saw a few months ago that like like when schools have like free lunch programs like that the black panthers started that so like yeah isn't that crazy yeah so like mm-hmm. i had lunch at school because black panthers decided <laughs> that, that i'd get lunch <laughs> at school right um, right but yeah so it sucks to see or like when we were talking about mm-hmm. like malcolm x a few months ago when we did the the denzel episode it's yeah. like you know even in school where you're learning you know or supposed in, to be learning supposed to be learning yeah, in my opinion like the correct side of history of like you know mm. whatever it's still like a kind of watered down and like yeah. avoiding not even difficult conversations i don't think just sort of misrepresenting yeah, yeah just like kind of misrepresenting like mm. a little bit more adult themed or like a little bit more right, right. just it's it's real life it's intense it's insanity it's so like yeah. i guess you're not going to be 10 years old and learn the full extent or sure, sure, whatever sure. but by high school you should really yeah. be learning about it, all, all sides of that stuff yeah this is the thing i've been thinking about for a while even before watching this movie mm-hmm. but it, and a lot of it has to do with the curriculum you yeah. know you can't just blame teachers or yeah, anything no, it's, no. it's the standards that are set by department of education or private school boards or whatever um that yeah these things are are not being taught maybe it's because there's not enough time mm-hmm. um look you and i grew up in different states i grew up in a more even in this more liberal state mm-hmm. we didn't learn that much um and you know of course we have to save some a curriculum for uh like you know i grew up in hawaii so hawaiian history which is important to learn too yeah, yeah where yeah. you're from learn the history of your state or, or uh, territory whatever um but but i think we miss a lot of that in in school and look there are plenty of classes if you go to community college or university that you can take um but that stuff costs money right you know? um and you know maybe if you, you're older you can audit a class or something yeah. that's kind of cool uh if you just want to learn you know there are tons of of uh films and books to read newspapers uh, magazines or columns or something but learning it you know and i don't want to use the word forced but uh-huh. in a sense, right, you kind of are forced yeah. to, to learn what you learn in for school. For sure, for sure. Um, but, but, but having that be a part of the curriculum, um, and this is not just exclusive to black history, but tons of stuff, right, that just kind of get passed by. Big time. Um, yeah, it, it's, it's tough. And I think uh, I've been thinking about this lately, too, is uh, a current events class, even in high school, would be, would be incredible. Mm. Um, a great idea, I think, because there are so many things that go on every single day. Yeah. Right. Could you imagine uh, the whole the whole uh, issue of, of injustice and, and, and looking for equality, you know, that we're seeing today still. Right. This massive conversation and necessary conversation that we're seeing today. Yeah. Imagine thinking about that, talking about that in a high school class or, or something like that right. Right? or middle school. Something, of I course, you like... need to have some age appropriateness to it. As yeah, well, for like sure. Kind of saying. I feel like there's definitely some classes I had in high school that were like the teacher would share like a news story a day or Mm -hmm. something but yeah it is like at this point in time it's like you could do an entire curriculum that would never like run out of content Mm. just i mean because you can look 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 to history for for references or something and parallels today yeah that actually would be kind of a fun if yeah you know if we got any teachers listening and you want a curriculum (laughs) plan or whatever that would be kind of cool to like pick current events with like a a parallel in the past or just a regular history curriculum itself right yeah and then kind of try to draw parallels i guess they'd probably do that anyway Uh you know what i think is so funny too because i know a lot of people that love to defend nazis Uh right (laughs) indirectly Uh indirectly right i don't think they realize it but they'll say stuff like dude we got to learn about this stuff so we don't repeat history Uh history is repeating itself yeah 
that is still another one of those today. insane things where like you're like okay as a kid you're like yeah nazis are definitely bad and then like yeah and they're gone they're right that was world <laughs> yeah. war ii no uh yeah. charlottesville yeah those are nazis like what when, <laughs> what what yeah. were those kids doing during uh-huh. history class but but it's interesting that those same same people will be like oh we don't need to learn about black history or, yeah yeah or yeah whatever like there's a the utah right uh-huh. there are some schools i don't know if you heard about this yes. recently crazy parents are able to opt their their kids out of black history uh, curriculum yeah which is <laughs> who who brought that up to to yeah. where it's a statewide thing even is like if it is i, I don't know specifically but that's fully nuts that's but insane. just the fact that that's an option yeah you know um what you can just pick what you don't want to learn now yeah okay Man, could i go back and do some of that stuff yeah uh, okay i don't want i don't want to learn math my mom says like i don't have to learn math um so i'm out right yeah i get extra long lunch <laughs> also um the fact that this dude is 21 oh man yeah so young insane just like obviously mm-hmm. it just makes it even sadder that it's like a kid but mm. also like the fact that he had such a specific point of view and was able at a young to, age, yeah, and felt that he the again the need the yeah. need for this uh-huh. at such a young age, you know, where a lot of people just are trying to get educated or right. are trying to, and of course he is not not trying to get educated, uh-huh. but he has something that he's so passionate about and necessarily a passionate about that it's just it, it has to happen. Yeah, he he felt that it was completely you know he was compelled to do that because of everything that's going on in his community. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah, and that he can also rally that many people being that young too. Yeah, yeah, so. I, his yeah, very very powerful his speeches. Charismatic, um, and then when they showed the clip of of the real speech at the end, that yeah. was like the same yeah. one. Like mm. you know, obviously it's all zhuzhed up to to be cinematic or whatever. Yeah, but and even it's, just look, it's like, an emotional part of the movie, so yeah. you're kind of already feeling it. Right, as a there's viewer, the score. Right? Yeah, but even just like the clip, which is just like a 16 millimeter clip of like mm. him doesn't even look like i think it sounds like the same speech but it's not even like in a hall it looks like he's just standing outside like talking to a group of people it's like just as compelling or more and it's uh crazy to see yeah yeah very very fascinating point i, I think it's it's um th- those last few clips of the real life people mm-hmm. are um I think I always enjoy those yeah. at the end of, of historical biopics. Um, I feel like Spike I, Lee I, does I, those well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I did see, I saw Snowden when it came out, mm-hmm. too. Um, just interested. Joseph Gordon-Levitt, cool guy. Yep. Um, he was excellent in that role, too. Really? And then they did the whole, at the end, the real Snowden cool, was cool, on cool. screen. Which is crazy, too, because he's kind of like hiding in Russia, right? Gotcha. Um, I'm very not uh, up on that on that storyline. Right, right, yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, <laughs> uh, yeah. So he's very inaccessible gotcha. in a sense. Uh-huh. Snowden, yeah, very difficult to get a hold of him. Uh-huh. But um, they did the whole like, it, I think it was like a pan around uh, Joseph Gordon-Levitt, and then mm-hmm. when it came to the front, it was like the actual Snowden uh, or something. One of those cool okay. reveals, right? Transitions. Very cool. But it's so invisible that you can't uh-huh. really see it. Nice. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. Um, but I do enjoy those those you know real clips. Um, I think uh, at the end of Argo as well, you uh-huh. get to see like side by side pictures of the mm. real people look like the same too. It's pretty. Oh, cool. Pretty, I was yeah. gonna say, and they always take Great. like a lot of liberties with like who plays this like. <laughs> yeah, sometimes they do, right? Yeah, and it's like, well, that guy doesn't really look like it. Yeah, but maybe like, the essence of, of right. this person is the Just more like, important thing, right? So to be that person though and be like, nice dude, I got. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nailed it yeah yeah i i knew brad pitt would play me in a movie i knew ben affleck would play me in a movie um but um but yeah, yeah. i think uh jenny kalua for for fred hampton was spot on though super yeah. cool yeah and then of course he's like you said the keith stanfield for mm-hmm. uh bill and Neil. very very like the same like the exact like they could have done like a fade and yeah. it would been the same person right? yeah like a fade transition uh-huh. same person yeah pretty cool very much so all right. Um, is that is that it then? Did we do we do it? I think that's an app. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, look, we we seem to both really enjoy this movie. Mm-hmm. We don't really talk to each other about it like after we watch it or anything. Yeah, to, we to prep save for it all the episodes. for the mics. Yeah, yeah, because we want more authentic conversation between us. Uh-huh. Because if we just say all of our cool talking points before, then we're just repeating it. Yeah, it's not, as, not as cool. So. Uh huh. 
yeah um yeah i think i got through all my my notes here um i like to take screening notes when i can when i watch movies um, yeah i just should do to, that more you gotta you know just like oh that's cool write this down yeah 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 like i just wrote here like 60s costume design for some reason uh-huh, i think because nice. it was at the beginning <laughs> of the movie i'm like oh yeah 60s yeah costume design oh, okay very good very good costume great design. great wardrobe yeah nice colors and stuff <laughs> very yeah, cool. yeah yeah that's why i think um i think um even though there are some really great colors i think a black and white like a noir feel yeah. to this would be really cool to see. I hope one day that they, they do it. Yeah. Um, I'm no, trying to I'll definitely check it out again. I'm filming something sort of a little sporadically right now, just kind of here and there. But I think, uh, I think I'm going to do a black and white thing and nice. I, I'm, I'm stoked to do it. Yeah. I, I think look, people are, because more people are kind of thinking about it more, uh-huh. it, it gets into the whole like, Oh, it's a, just a gimmick, you know, which is, very frustrating as a filmmaker because yeah. if it's a trend it's a trend you think it's cool or you have a good idea uh-huh. and you want to do it and then people just bash it because they don't want to see your movie they right. never see it and they just go oh gimmick bad movie uh-huh. terrible blame so i think you know unfortunately it's kind of happening with black and white right now um but uh filmmakers don't listen to them because they're, they're dumb. no if it's cool it's cool that's why it's don't, cool. don't listen to trolls because they're they're dumb yeah so, you know Filmmakers, do what you want. Uh-huh. Make your movie, right? Yeah. Okay. So that's it for this episode. Thank you all for listening. Um, you know, we, we we try to go pretty in-depth, I think, for the spoiler section of it. I think we did a pretty good job this time around. Yeah. Um, of course, you know, we have those points where we could have probably said a non-spoiler, but, <laughs> yeah. you know, whatever. Uh-huh. <laughs> all good. We, we, we won't we, learn. It. Yeah. <laughs> no, we won't. Um, all right. Yeah. So remember, we're dropping here on uh, on Fridays when we don't have difficulties with our oh, publishing yes. website. <laughs> yes. We've had a few technical hiccups where uh-huh. sometimes the date of an episode will publish like before or it'll list. Yeah. Like retroactively. Yeah. Really, really strange. Working on getting that like fixed or something. It, yeah, it, it, it gets a little do. buggy sometimes. But, hey, thanks for uh, sticking with us because mm-hmm. we appreciate all the lessons. Um, and then, you know, Eric and Andrew, Tuesdays, music podcast every week. Yep. Same, same deal as us. So check them out as well. Um, again, thank you for listening. And talk to you guys next time. See you. Later. <laughs>